Welcome to the Big Ticket Clients Podcast, where we feature expert thought leaders and cover the best strategies, stories, and psychology you need to land big ticket clients. Because as you know, you can't catch a whale with a worm. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pillay with the Big Ticket Clients Podcast, and it's my pleasure to introduce you to Brian Freed, the Inventor Coach. Brian, how are you doing today? How you doing, Dr. Pillay? Hey, I'm doing great. And by the way, just so we get your accent right, where are you calling from right now? I'm from Long Island, New York. I have to tell you, I love your accent, man. I feel like I'm in a movie when I talk to you because because oh. you, you have that like authentic New York thing, you know. I, I copy it, but but you have it. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's got a little mix of my Brooklyn days. So oh, your, your Brooklyn days. <laughs> so so Brian Freed, you know, I'm really excited about about our episode for several reasons. First of all, you um, are the inventor coach you're you're just one of the most well-known inventors who actually have products on target qvc walmart on the shelves but not only that you are now helping other people uh you, you know do the things you've done and you've rubbed shoulders with the very top guys the shark tank guys like damon john and mr wonderful so you've got a great resume but i want to start from the beginning can you tell us kind of how you decided to become an inventor sure well I started to think about this a while ago, how I just came up with like the different ideas and just going back to my childhood, actually. And I remember breaking things and ripping things apart and kind of looking how people were doing things and how they can make them better. And then I started to get a little bit older and I had a fiance, then a wife, and I watched how she was doing things in the kitchen and how things could be done a little bit better, or maybe taste a little better. Um, <laughs> hey, don't tell had, her. Like, don't, uh, don't tell her that. Okay. <laughs> don't invite her to the show, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. But then we had uh, my daughter Alana, and we started to get like baby toys and and toddler toys and different things and and bibs and there were all these different things. So as I progressed in my childhood to my adolescent days. And now I'm an old man, I'm 45, but um, I started to realize that I was kind of like looking at things and watching how things were done and how they could be done better and, and being like almost like a people watcher and getting into people's brains and seeing how they do things and why they do things. So I realized that that's what's kind of like put this anchor in my brain to figure out like how people would look at things. And I don't, when I come up with something, I don't look at it from a selfish perspective. Like if I need it, everybody else needs it. I'm coming up and I'm working on things that I'm thinking about other people, why they would use it, how they would use it. And if it makes sense for them and, and uh, just to continue on that path to being a consumer product. You know, I, I, I really appreciate the idea of you know, how you think being really important in being, whether or not you're an inventor, you know, everybody has this wonderful American dream vision of like the Thomas Edison and, you know, all, you know, the, the, the famous names, right. Who are inventors. But then you're basically saying that anyone who just begins to observe their world can actually do what you've done. Right. It sounds like that's what you're saying. You're absolutely right. It doesn't matter if you're a doctor if you're a lawyer, unemployed, if you're um, a student, if you're in, uh, retired, it doesn't matter who you are, like anybody 
can come up with something because everybody's in some kind of environment for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You've also written um, a couple of books. You know, as an author, you wrote uh, "You and Your Big Ideas." That's an interesting <laughs> title. Um, and then, you know, you have another book uh, about inventor secrets. Tell us a little bit about what got you into writing, and then eventually into becoming a coach for others. Sure, I started to go to a local inventors group by me when I had these ideas, and I I enjoyed it. I just I looked for just to kind of expand and have a different platform. So I started an inventors group and it was a once a month thing. Then I realized that there's more information that, that like I, I had some level of success at that point. So people were asking me for advice and I realized that if I, if I needed that advice, where would I get it? So I had the inventors club club that I started on my own. Uh, I ended up writing a couple books because I wanted to expand the information out there. I, I ended up having my own radio show called Got Invention Radio to be able to get the information out there again. So everything I'm doing, I'm trying to like get the right information out to people. And I just keep passing the message to get them what they need. And, and now it's a, at a point where people have been coming and asking me for help. And I guess I'm called the inventor coach here, um, where you can come to me at any stage of the invention process. And I can basically dissect the idea with you and figure out if it's something that you should move forward with or not. And look, anybody could tell you it's great, pat you on the back, make you feel good and keep you going. But I'm the type of guy that, and I'm a very positive guy, but if it's something that realistically is going to, you're going to hit a brick wall or it might be limited with opportunity or limited to make you money, mm -hmm. I'm not afraid to tell you. Yes. I'll say, you know what, come back when you have your next idea. But this one, <laughs> you can make your decision, but realistically, you're probably limited on, on opportunity and, and return. So maybe you should move on to your next one. You, you know, it's interesting. Um, and again, I'm, I'm going to kind of needle you on the whole New York thing. But that attitude is probably why um, Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank gave oh. you such a great, great review. Oh. I mean, because you've got that straight to the point, hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't be doing this, my brother, you know, kind of an, an approach. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. When I watched um, Mr. Wonderful talk about you on your website, he was enthusiastic. He was like, this is the inventor coach. This is the guy you should talk to. But tell us a little bit, tell us a little bit about like what it takes to actually be a successful inventor and get into Target and get into QVC. But, you know, a lot of people have ideas. It's one thing to get those ideas to be physical. Like I can see what I'm thinking, but it's another thing to build it and then get it into stores and then into the hands of the consumer. What does that path look like? You have to spend the time to do the research. It's not just coming up with an idea and running with it or trying to sell it or it's, there's more to it. And you can learn and anybody can learn. I learned, yeah. uh, and I, I made some twists and turns and mistakes along the way. But then you have somebody like myself or there's other people out there that you can find to keep you on the path to be able to help you to get there a little bit quicker with less mistakes. But realistically, it comes down to, doing your research. So when you come up with that idea, go online. And mm -hmm. I can't, I, this is something that is really, when people are going online and they're searching their idea, you know what they do? They put in their, their, uh, they put in what, like a descriptive thing of their idea. And then all the, they're going like this. Oh my gosh, it's not out there. <laughs> it's not out there. I'm going to be a gazillionaire. Yeah. Right? Google, Google, right? 
but search to find it. Don't search not to find it. Be mm-hmm. realistic. If it's out there already, move on to your next idea. If you're in that zone of coming up with something, mm-hmm. then wait for the next one. The other thing is I hear inventors come to me and they tell me, Brian, there's nothing else out there like it. I went to Walmart and it wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I, I went to one so, store. <laughs> right. Look, I'm not looking to, to mock uh, my, my fellow inventors, but the thing is that you have to spend the time, like any business, you're speaking to many business owners, Dr. Pillay, and yeah. there's so many things that are out there that have potential, but you have to be realistic and do your research before you take the next steps. And you know how much most of the time it costs you? Zero. Wow. Just your time to search. Mm-hmm. So if you spend the time to search and you compile a list of things that are similar, uh-huh. then what you can do is you take that information and you can get like a, something called a patent search. Mm-hmm. And it, this is sticking to the inventor related uh, ideas that you're coming up with. Uh-huh. So you have all these things that you came up with and you do a patent search by a professional patent agent or patent attorney mm-hmm. and they compare what you found and they'll also look what they find and compare it to what you have, and they'll give you something called a patentability opinion. Mm. And that's going to basically say, is this something that I'm able, can I call this my own? Yeah. Is this something that I'm going to be able to get intellectual property protection on? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. taking that to the next steps of now monetizing it, and we could talk about that, yeah. how to make money with your ideas. Mm-hmm. That's something that's the start of it, but so many people skip that part. So yeah. that's why I press it quite a bit. Well, you know, it, it's interesting. I've already heard like four steps here. And I, I want to come back and revisit a little bit about researching, manufacturing. I think you mentioned earlier licensing and then monetizing. But can you take mm-hmm. us back for a second to the mindset of the, the kind of person who has to make a, make a decision to even become an inventor? And how do you as a coach identify such people or help such people move forward? Sure. So, for example, you're you're a musician, right? That's right. Yeah, I see a great guitar. I heard some some uh, some tunes in the beginning, some great beats that you got going. So you know it. Here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. So you're a musician, and you might hang out with the band. Mm-hmm. So you came up with this great new pick for your guitar. Okay. And you go, oh my gosh, Brian, I came up with the best idea, and everybody in the world is going to want it. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're in a band and people, or maybe you're in a guitar class or something and you're looking around you go, oh my gosh, look around. Everybody plays the guitar here, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be a gazillionaire. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if you step out and you go into a restaurant or you go into a store and you ask people, do you play the guitar? Do you play the guitar? Do you, do you play the guitar? You might have maybe one out of, I don't know, a thousand, a hundred. Fit. The point is, that the mindset is if you're coming up with something that is niche, Mm -hmm. then there's opportunity, Mm -hmm. but it might be limited. So how many guitar picks can you choose from? So why am I going to pick yours? So everybody who plays the guitar even, are they going to use your pick? Maybe, maybe not. So how much is it going to cost to invest? Mm -hmm. Picks aren't, they're really not that expensive, but maybe yours has some Bluetooth things in it. I don't know. I yeah. might be coming up with an idea right now. Yeah, the, but, Bluetooth, uh, the Bluetooth guitar pick. I love it. I'm sure they have it already. I'm sure they have it. But anyway, the point is that when you step out and you realize you have to be realistic with how much time, money, energy, effort are you going to put into it and what your return is. And that's the business people that are listening 
you know that that's the most important thing coming up with something or selling something and what's your what's your return on it yeah. to make it worth your time so that's the mindset of thinking about like for example i have this product i happen to have it on my desk here this is one of my originals it's called pull tie so you take any plastic bag i don't have a plastic bag here uh-huh. and you put it through the loop you push the button you pull it up and it seals the bag tight oh wow so nice if i went on qvc with this and i said this is for bread. You know those twist ties and uh-huh. the plastic yep. plastic claws and the tabs that are on there? Yeah. Throw those away. This bread, 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 yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So maybe you eat bread. Maybe you don't eat bread. You yep. don't care about the twist tie, this, that. So I said, how many people leave cereal bags open and, and your cereal stale? How about in your pantry, all the bags that are open? How about this? How about that? How about this? How many people have a kitchen? Cha-ching. Yep. That's yep. why the product was on air for many, many years and continues to be on air. And now, now in Walmart, because I, and actually you're in Texas, it's in Dallas um, Mm -hmm. and the Walmart's there, just like being able to have that window of opportunity. So now back to yours, how many people play the guitar? Uh, Right. Especially in Austin, Texas. (laughs) A lot, right. A lot. But you understand my point. You understand my point. This is the universe. So this Mm -hmm. is America. Mm -hmm. And now you're, you're, and then out of this, how many people have different pick options? So that's the point is that you want to have that mindset of, of being realistic with your window of opportunity mm-hmm. and then thinking about what you need to do first, second, third, fourth, fifth. So you got the window of opportunity. You do some research. You get a professional opinion on it mm-hmm. to make sure that you're not going to step eight when you still need to focus on step one. And, and at that point, there's some decisions to make. Yeah. And that's, that's the next steps that we could talk about. You know, you, know, you know, one of the things, though, that I think really stands out about the way you teach and coach and even the way you, you talk is you lead by example. Um, it, it sounds to me like your clients are going to be like, whoa, <laughs> Brian has done this. Like, he's not just, this is not theoretical. He, he just showed me the one that's in Dallas in the Walmart there. It's like, this is real. So, so I, love the, I love the leading by example but I, I can see that there's a method to, to your, uh, basically a method to the madness of inventing. And, and you mentioned some details about manufacturing and licensing. Could you tell us a little bit about that? That to me is like a big black hole. I don't know what that it's would important. be about. <laughs> I could say also that everybody's different. So it's not just a cookie cutter. Type. I know I wrote a couple of books to get you going. Yeah. And there's things out there to read, but everybody's different. So you might have money. You might not have money, might have a lot of money, might be different relative to somebody else. Like everybody has different understandings of what that means. Yeah. Some people want to start a business, but they're not sure what that means. Some people want to sell my idea, but they don't really know what that means. They've heard licensing. So all these different things that are out there. And it's really important for people to understand that it's not just a straight path. There's Mm -hmm. things that you have to think about. And that's what I do when I talk about like meeting somebody and I have Skype uh, sessions or WhatsApp or WeChat or Zoom or whatever. Mm -hmm. And or I end up meeting in person. I end up getting into your brain and understanding what you want to do and how you should do it and Mm -hmm. why you should do it. Or maybe you shouldn't do it at all. So it's more than that. And just like any business venture, you always have to think about not just like the idea, but everything that surrounds it. And that's what I feel makes me pretty unique to helping people out there because I make it personal. Yeah. You know, to you, you, to you. yeah, yeah. And, and I, I was going to say, I was going to ask you about that. You've, you've got, um, 
you know, you you deal with people from all walks of life, whether they're individuals or businesses or big companies. Do you have a sweet spot that like an ideal client base that you like to work with? It's it's amazing because I've been doing this for over 15 years and I could say that I've done pretty much every industry. I've spoken to inventors that have come up with uh, all in, in practically all types of all industries like medical, automotive, housewares, hardware, golf. Uh, I've helped a musician with actually a pick. <laughs> um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And it's not the one that's Bluetooth. Yeah, so, yeah. and listen, if you're telling me your idea, I also sign a non-disclosure agreement <laughs> if you don't have any intellectual property. So, I'm not spitting uh, any ideas out to anybody on your show. No, um, no, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it doesn't matter. Like I said, uh, you could teachers and and people who are unemployed and sanitate. Like it doesn't matter because people mm. are in different environments. And you know what? Everybody's come up with an idea at one shot, one time or another. Yep. It's just, did you capture it? Uh-huh. Did, did you let it go? Yep. These days you can text yourself, email yourself, write it on your hand, whatever it is, you have to capture that idea when you say, you know what? What if it was done like this? Uh-huh. Or you see that person? They should have done it like that. Or I'm doing something. Maybe it could be done better. And you have to capture it right away. And if you don't, poof, it's gone. I'm gonna send, Next idea. I'm going to send my wife over to you because she has 500 ideas per day about how you can improve what we're doing in, in the kitchen over here or outside in the yard. It's like, woo, she's... You sure, well, you sure she's not... What? You sure she's not complaining about you? <laughs> Maybe you know that could be what it is. You know, you never know. But 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 you know. So Brian, let's let's talk about big ticket clients because you have also worked with you know big companies and you've helped big organizations. And really, to me, that's really where the the magic is. How do you build the relationships that get you into big companies? Most people who listen to this show you know, are trying to or successfully already dealing with big ticket clients. It's a real, it's like a holy grail to be able to get a big company because then, you, you, you know, more income, you know, less work really, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so tell us how you connect with big ticket clients in your line of work. Sure. Well, it's really important to be prepared. So we went through just a couple steps just to go back. Mm-hmm. We did the patents. We came up with the idea. We did the patent search. Yep. Then we uh, got some feedback from people and, and realistic expectations. And then we might have to make um, a, a prototype. So to make a prototype or even to make a finished product eventually, you'll need a CAD file, mm-hmm. C-A-T, uh, CAD, yeah. Computer Assisted Drawing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that will give almost like the drawings that you can take and you can put into a, a 3D printer or you can give to a CNC machine, you can make metal, wood, plastic, whatever, mm-hmm. cut and sew, all that. Then you take that and now you have a working prototype. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you have to start, like now you, you want to make some decisions. Yeah. Is this something that I want to manufacture or is this something that I want to license? So what the heck does that mean? Oh, I okay. see. I see. So so, so after you do your research, manufacturing and licensing are options. They're different They're options. options. Okay, got yeah. it. Got it. Yeah. And and a lot of people hear the word licensing, but they don't want know what it means. Or they say they want to sell their idea. So let me just give you a quick a quick uh, definition that I try to make it as easy as possible for people. So okay. what's licensing? You want to sell your idea. You want to sell your intellectual property. And we didn't speak about that. 
it's always good to get some sort of intellectual property. There's a provisional patent application, which gives you the right for one year to say that your idea is patent pending uh -huh. while you're exploring the market. And then you convert it over to a non-provisional patent application. Uh, and that has claims in it. So that really is like you, you work towards owning the, you know, the, the exclusivity for 20 years. Yeah. There's also design patents, which are ornamental. So, Basically, what you're doing is you're coming up with something and you want to secure some sort of intellectual property protection so you could call it your own. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, for example, you ever hear of the Snuggie? The Snuggie? Yeah. You know, I, the yeah. blanket with sleeves? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. You make it like you don't know. You wear it every night. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Maybe that's why your wife is busting your chops. <laughs> anyway, um, no, for example, like uh, th this marketing company, said, you know what? There's the blanket with sleeves that was out many, many years ago. Yeah. And hold on one second. Uh, there's a blanket with sleeves that came out many years ago. And uh, you know what? Let's come up with a cute name for it and call it the Snuggie. But then like right after it came out, there's other people that said, you know what? This is cool and it's not protected. So why don't we call it the Slanket? And there was 10 other names that came out with oh it because anybody can make it and put their name on it. So it's important if you're coming up with something, you want to try to secure some sort of intellectual property with a good name mm -hmm. or with a good uh, patent or have some sort of patent protection. And now is the now is the the options we were talking about. So mm -hmm. licensing. Okay. Licensing means that let's say I come up with this idea and let's say it's a kitchen gadget. Okay. I'm going to go to the store that I envision my product to be in and I'm going to go to, let's say, the Walmart or the Target or whatever. And I'm going to go into the store and I'm going to say, you know what? I just came up with this and this looks similar in the same category. So I'm going to flip the box over. I'm going to start writing down the companies and the brands that, that have products in the retail. Yep. So I'm going to go to them and I'm going to say, how you doing? I have a product I think uh, would align nicely with your product line. I'd love the opportunity to show it to you. Um, would you be interested? I'm looking to license it. Mm -hmm. Licensing means that I'm going to a company like the one that's in Walmart that has distributed that that has manufacturing. And that means that they either outsource their manufacturing or they have their own manufacturing plant mm -hmm. uh, factory and they're responsible for that. Or I'm sorry, and they have distribution. So they have their own internal sales reps or they have sales reps that are outside. So they're responsible for the manufacturing and distribution and every time they sell one of your products. Mm -hmm. You earn a royalty. So that's licensing. The other side of it is I want, I, I came up with this idea. I have some sort of intellectual property protection, or maybe I don't, but I, I, uh, I'm not infringing on anybody's patent and I put a good trademarkable name on it mm -hmm. and now I can sell it. So I don't have to necessarily invent anything, but I have intellectual property and now I want to make money with it. Mm -hmm. So now as an inventor or somebody that wants to use uh, a trademark name, I want to go into my own business. I want to be this entrepreneur starting my own business. So what does that mean? Well, you need to find out the manufacturing. You need to understand the warehouse, uh, the, the materials, uh, the tests that need to get done, the claims, the packaging, the warehousing, the distribution, the accounts receivable, accounts payable. Somebody uses a 20% coupon at, uh, at the store. You're paying for it. Mm -hmm. So there's all these things that, that get put into starting your own business with your invention idea or your product. Mm -hmm. And it's risky, 
but the reward could be greater. Licensing is a percentage depending on what industry, mm -hmm. and it can add up if you're with the right partner, uh, licensee, right? Mm -hmm. That has good distribution. If they're on Walmart, they're probably doing some good volume. Yep. So you want to be able to do that. So those are some of your options out there. And that's the fork in the road that I find a lot of people uh, in. Do you mm -hmm. want to quit your day job? You want to keep your day job? Then maybe license. You're limited on funds and you don't want to quit your day job, you know, and you don't want to take too much risk. Maybe it's licensing. You want mm -hmm. to start your own business. You have extra cash. You want to raise the money Then maybe you want to start your own business. So mm -hmm. There's a lot of variables. And then if you want to start manufacturing and let's say you are that entrepreneur, you want to come up and you, you, uh, you manufactured 5,000 units and now it's in your garage. Mm -hmm. Now what, what are you going to do next? Yeah. So these are things that you have to think about before you get into that. Yeah. You know, uh, Brian, when we, we first started talking, you, you told me some strategies that you believe are very important for getting clients in the first place, whether they're whether the individuals uh, are your clients or um, the bigger companies are your clients. Um, yep. Could you tell us a little bit about how that all works, like the whole relationship building thing? I mean, right now you're you know president of the Inventors Club of Long Island. You're the uh, you know recipient of the Innovator of the Year Award. I mean, you've got a whole bunch of credentials, so it's probably easier for you. But for for the guy who's starting out, or the the, the gal, or the company who's starting out, um, how do they build relationships with the people who are going to help them? take their product from A to B? How do they start it, that process? It's really important to connect up with like-minded people. So where do you do that? Well, you have inventors clubs. You can look. Uh, I'm the executive director of the United Inventors Association. So the website's uiausa.org. Okay. You can find inventor groups in your area on there. U.S. Patent and Trademark Office website, uspto.gov. Mm -hmm. um, really important resource out there <clears throat> excuse, excuse me but i could say that getting into your industry so meeting like-minded people uh people that come to the meetings that uh that are resources for inventors going on linkedin is really great mm -hmm. uh listening to this type of show to to hear uh resources it doesn't necessarily have to be for inventor it could be somebody that uh has distribution and retail and now yep. they're a sales rep maybe you're you're somebody who came up there's all different types of things, but you have to get out there. So one of the things that really changed my life was going to trade shows. Wow. I came up with a bunch of kitchen gadgets, even though I don't cook. Well, I'm not so, not too bad. I cook a pretty good omelet. But, you know, like, um, like I was coming up with all these different kitchen gadgets. Mm -hmm. And I ended up going to the houseware show. And I started to walk around. And the reason why these people are exhibiting is because they have buyers that have to make sure that their consumers are happy to keep the keep them coming back to the stores. Yeah. So I started to like get into that world and you bump into people at the trade show, you meet people, you ask them their opinion on your idea. And if they're interested, they might license it. If not, they'll tell you why it might stink. And that's okay yeah. because it's better than going all the way here when these people already know what the buyers want and the buyers know what the consumer want. And that's the way it turns. Yeah. So, Right. Yeah. No, it's, no, it's no, absolutely. And in fact, the, the one thread that I hear 
in all of your strategies for connecting with ultimate clients or with people who can help you along the way is building human connection, building relationships. You know, you know, I think far too many of us entrepreneurs or people who have great ideas sit in the front of the computer and, and, and that's it. <laughs> that's like where we, we end up. And it's like, you're saying, get, get out there, you know, rub shoulders, shake some hands. That's kind of what you're saying. Is that right? Look, uh, us working, uh, us talking together right now, it's the way to get out there and communicate and, and, and get information from people and pick their brains and, and just go into different types of experiences. Like if you're thinking about raising money for your idea, then go to some of the venture capital, go to some like pitch panel type of experiences around town. There's always entrepreneurial entrepreneurial mm -hmm. uh, type of really make fun of my accent. No, there, no, but, no. Um, I love your accent. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, but you can go to all these different events that are around in the entrepreneurial world. Um, look on uh, meetup.com is great. LinkedIn.com mm -hmm. is great. Like just get out there virtually, digitally, in person, and just like absorb as much as you can in. But I could say one really important thing, mm -hmm. because anybody can give you a line of BS and they can make you feel good and tell you everything's great, pat mm -hmm. you on the back and just keep asking you for money. Yeah. But you have to find the people that are realistic and true and have a good track record. And you know how you do that? Oh. By just asking. People wow. are afraid because let's say you tell them your idea, you feel like you're obligated to them because now they know it. But that doesn't mean that you have to continue with them. You had you, you had them sign a non-disclosure agreement and you have options. Just like anything in life. I talked to a guy about doing my driveway before I got on your show tonight. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, so he came to see my driveway. I'm not committed or obligated to him. Mm -hmm. I can call up and I can find out references. I can see the other work he's done. So take it easy. Like find people that you could trust, find people that, that other people have trusted that have done a good job. And mm -hmm. that's how you make a better decision. But don't let emotion. And that's one thing I always say, Dr. Pillay. Mm -hmm. You know what? People always, like, not always, but I could say that when you come up with an idea, mm -hmm. you get really emotionally attached to it. I'm sure your wife feels the same way. She, like, people get really passionate and emotional and they just like it overcomes them and they need this to be the one yeah, to the, change the, their life. The, the famous idea that does everything for them. Yeah. <laughs> change your life. It, whatever it does, like you want it to, you want it to be, you want it to make you a gazillion dollars. Yeah. But I have to say that you have to separate your emotion from business. You have Got to it. put, you have a nice cap on, you put your business cap on mm -hmm. and you make better decisions that way. So is it something that makes sense? It, is it except like are people telling me something and I'm not listening and this goes for anything in business, right? Mm -hmm. You have to, you have to take that out and focus on the business and, and make a decision. Like again, time, money, energy, effort, you're putting all that in. What's your return? Like any business, you have to make a better decision. Yeah. Keep your emotions out. I can tell you that I'm busy writing down here. Some really good nuggets. One is get into your industry, right? You know, you know, get out of the house, go, go touch, you know, say hello, <laughs> talk, talk to real people. Another one yep. is um, that I'm writing down here is find people you can trust, you know, really focus on that. And then the third is separate your emotion from your product, because in the research process, you might, you know, you might find maybe this is not the product I need to be working on and maybe it's something else. So this is all great, great stuff. Now, Brian, if, if anybody wanted to 
work with you? Because I think as a coach, you just, you, you're someone I feel I could rely on to tell me the truth. So if people wanted to, as a result of hearing you so far, learn more about you or work with you, how do they find you? What's the best way to connect with you? Well, uh, my website is brianfree.com. And, and let, let, let's spell that. It's Brian, B-R-I-A-N-F-R-I-E-D, right? Right. And if you spell my first name wrong and you put B-R-A-I-N, which a lot of people do, and you say my last name the way it's spelled, then yeah. I'm brain fried. So, brain fried. Yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> so Brian Freed. Yeah. B-R-I-A-N-F-R-I-E-D.com. That's my personal website. I have my business website where I help through like the different steps of the invention process. And, what and that's that? inventor, inventorsmart.com is my website there. Okay. Um, and on LinkedIn, okay. you just, just put in Brian Fried Inventor and you'll see my profile on there and we should connect. Uh, and I have a pretty good uh, contact uh, connection uh, count on there. And once you're connected with me, you have connections through my, like you're connected with my connections. Yeah, yeah. So that's great. And then the other resources I mentioned throughout are really important to uh, to be able to get help. But I love like I'll do sessions with people. I'll, I'll uh, spend a couple minutes with you and see how I can help you. Yep. And if I can't, I tell you like it is. Um, but there's very there's very rare times that I'm not going to be able to help you. I can help you uh, either decide to move forward with your idea or move on to your next idea and all the steps along the way. Uh, whether it's connecting with a patent attorney or agent, engineers, product designers, CAD drawing people uh, um, uh, for your for your patent, whatever, mm-hmm. um, I'm able to help you because I've kind of like built a network of people and they want to do a good job for the inventors that I refer to them. So they'll give you great pricing, great service, and you have me watching every step of the way. Yeah, no, and there's there's definitely power in that community and network that you've built up. But Brian, before we, we wrap up, I got to ask you one question that's just been bugging me for years before <laughs> before I ever even met you, but I'm so happy I can ask you this question. Do people, Is it an invention? No, hold on, hold on. Do, do, do people, I was going to tell you to sign an NDA. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sign right. an NDA before I ask you, I know. No, do people actually say, forget about it? <laughs> and can you say forget about it because i love that accent you know coming home from seeing my grandmother in uh, brooklyn to yeah. long island there is a sign that says forget about it <laughs> so <laughs> that's people, when you're leaving brooklyn going to long island yeah so. yeah no that's that's just hilarious hey brian it's just been a pleasure to learn from you which is really the, the core thing i love to do um and to meet you and i hope that everyone can everyone who has a great idea can go to brianfreed.com and and maybe get some help with it thank you so much thank you keep on inventing all right thanks for tuning in to the big ticket clients podcast For more episodes and strategies, visit BigTicketClients.com. That's www.BigTicketClients.com. And remember, you can't catch a whale with a worm.